family, a place where praise and worship is encouraged and the preaching and teaching of God's Word is anointed and fulfilling. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the Spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. Welcome to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountain Top Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. 
Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. Just a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century style on this Monday morning. It is the 22nd day of January. This month is swiftly passing by, and so it is the 22nd day of January, and looks like it's about 12 degrees outside. Looks like uh, it's not quite as cold as it was yesterday morning, but it's still cool. So 12 degrees. I know. Boo on that. But you know what? If we look at our uh, our temperatures for today, it's going to be a nice day. You might say, how can it be nice when it's 12 degrees? Well, let's just take a little look. Right here, 47 for the high today, 55 tomorrow, and Wednesday, look at there, 64 degrees. That's right. We're talking about January. We're not talking about, uh, you know, uh, April, May, June, July. We're talking January the 24th. Oh, I remember when I got baptized back in January of, well, that would have been January of 1981. I got baptized and it was nowhere near 64 degrees. We repented on the 18th, got baptized on the 24th, and uh, it looked like that it was... uh, one of them things that uh, you just began to say, you know, uh, 64 degrees, that would have been nice back in the day, but it was ice on the bank and uh, cold. So that's the way it was, about like it is right now uh, with the temperature. I think it was about maybe 20-some degrees, uh, maybe right at 30, but it was uh, somewhere in that neighborhood. And so uh, with that, um, we got baptized in the creek, and uh, that was back in 1981. Now we got a nice baptistry. We got a nice uh, baptistry where people can get baptized inside, and they can get baptized in heated water. So, yeah, it's a nice setup now. Well, you know, I always said people really had to have a made-up mind when they repented back in the day because when you got baptized in January and you got baptized December, January, February, you had to have a made-up mind that you really wanted to do that because the water running down the creeks and the rivers and the lakes was cool. used to sing that song, Cool Down On, Down On, the Fairbanks of Jordan. And uh, so, yeah, going to be a high 47 today, so it's going to be turning out to be a pretty fair day, and then it just keeps getting better, but then the rain sets in. And the way they're talking, we could have a lot of rain, which could present some problems. Uh, in East Kentucky, you know, when it rains a lot, uh, the creeks get up out of their banks, and so we got snow on the, on the um, hillsides now. And then if rain sets in, then we'll have that melting plus the rain. And so that could present a few little problems. But 
No problem this morning because uh, even though it's 12 degrees outside, it will be warming up here in just a little bit. And also looking at our current radar conditions, you can see that right here in our little portion of East Kentucky, uh, there's nothing going on. And it looks like that uh, everything's kind of staying up to our north and to our west. Now, some of this may work its way in, uh, maybe not this particular system, because after all, uh, we're not... Uh, we're still a few days out from rain, Wednesday or Thursday for rain. So, uh, but, you know, that system may have a little something to do with it, but it is going to be rain instead of snow. So we'll take that here in East Kentucky. And uh, let's see what else we got coming up here. We got our announcements to make mention of because we want you to be in the know of everything that's happening right here at CAC Daily ICAST. And Christian Community Center, the youth are going to be there January the 26th, 6 to 8 p.m. Also, a hot chocolate Sunday. No, that's not a dessert. That is a gathering January the 28th after Sunday church service. Come on out and join us and enjoy a cup of hot chocolate at the hot chocolate bar in the dining room. So get your name in a drawing for a hot chocolate gift basket. And uh, if you need to know more information about that, get with Sister Pam Bartley. Also, Section 3 Rally coming up Friday, February the 2nd, 7.30 p.m. Grayson, UPC and Grayson, Kentucky. Our men's meeting is coming up. That'll be the first Monday of the month. And our next one is February the 5th, 6 p.m. Come on out if you're a man. Come on out and be with us. And KYC 2024 is coming up February the 16th and 17th, Northeast Christian Church, Lexington, Kentucky. The speaker is Brother Josh Carson. And Section 3 Conference coming up February the 22nd and 23rd. And that pretty well rounds out all of our announcements. And, of course, we do have prayer requests. And we want to mention the last five of these. So, uh, Leona Little. Sheila Spartman, Debbie Ratliff, Pam Bartley, and Melissa Baker's dad. Let's remember all of these in prayer. If you have a prayer request or testimony, you can call in and leave that at 606-282-4108, or you can email that to prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we pray for the Lord to bless the broadcast today. Lord, we come before your presence. We thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty, miraculous way, that each and every one today would be blessed by your presence and that healing would come their way, deliverance would come their way, provision would come their way. And Lord, we're going to give you the honor as the supplier of all of our needs. And Lord, we're going to give you that praise. Bless the broadcast today that it will do what it's meant to do, and that's give you honor and witness to the world. And Lord, we give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, we are reading our way through the Old Testament, and once we get through the Old Testament, we're going to loop back through the New Testament. So uh, let's uh, get ready for that. But one more thing uh, I keep 
forgetting about this until we get into the broadcast, but we have our birthdays. And so uh, we want to wish happy birthday, a belated happy birthday wish to Deacon DeBarge. And then uh, we have uh, some new uh, birthdays today. And today we want to wish Brent Sullivan happy birthday, Kathy Dotson happy birthday, and Tara Hurley happy birthday from all of us right here at CAC Daily ICAST. First Chronicles chapter 12. Now these are they that came to David to Ziklag, while he yet kept himself close because of Saul the son of Kish. And they were among the mighty men, helpers of the war. They were armed with bows and could use both the right hand and the left in hurling stones and shooting arrows out of a bow, even of Saul's brethren of Benjamin. The chief was Ahiezer, then Joash, the sons of Shemaiah the Gibeathite, and Jeziel and Pelet, the sons of Asmabeth, and Berakah and Jehu, the Antithite, and Ismaiah the Gibeonite, a mighty man among the thirty and over the thirty, and Jeremiah and Jehaziel and Johanan and Josabad the Gedarathite, Eluzai and Jeremoth and Beeliah and Shemariah and Shephatiah the Harifite, Elkanah and Josiah, and Azariel, and Joezer, and Jeshobiam the Korhites, and Joelah, and Zebediah, the sons of Jeroham, of Geder. And of the Gadites there separated themselves unto David into the hold to the wilderness, men of might, and men of war, fit for the battle, that could handle shield and buckler, whose faces were like the faces of lions, and were as swift as the rose upon the mountains. Ezer the first, Obadiah the second, Eliab the third, Mishmana the fourth, Jeremiah the fifth, Atai the sixth, Eliel the seventh, Johanan the eighth, Elzabad the ninth, Jeremiah the tenth, Machbani the eleventh. These were the sons of Gad, captains of the host. One of the least was over an hundred, and the greatest over a thousand. These are they that went over Jordan in the first month, when it had overflown all its banks, and they put to flight all them of the valleys, both toward the east and toward the west. And there came of the children of Benjamin and Judah to hold unto David. And David went out to meet them, and answered and said unto them, If ye become peaceably unto me to help me, mine heart shall be knit unto you. But if ye come to betray me to mine enemies, seeing there is no wrong in mine hands, the God of our fathers look thereon and rebuke it. Then the spirit came upon Amasiah, who was chief of the captains, and he said, Thine are we, David, and on thy side, thou son of Jesse. Peace, peace be unto thee, and peace be to thine helpers, for thy God helpeth thee. Then David received them, and made them captains of the band. And there fell some of Manasseh to David, when he came with the Philistines against Saul to battle. But they helped him not. For the lords of the Philistines, upon advisement, sent him away, saying, He will fall to his master Saul, to the jeopardy of our heads. As he went to Ziklag, there fell to him of Manasseh, Adna, and Josabad, and Jediael, and Michael, and Josabad, and Elihu, and Zilthi, captains of the thousands that were of Manasseh. And they helped David against the band of the rovers, for they were all mighty men of valor, and were captains in the host. 
For at that time, day by day, there came to David to help him, until it was a great host, like the host of God. And these are the numbers of the bands that were ready armed to the war, and came to David to Hebron, to turn the kingdom of Saul to him, according to the word of the Lord. The children of Judah that bear shield and spear were six thousand and eight hundred, ready armed to the war. Of the children of Simeon, mighty men of valor for the war, seven thousand and one hundred. Of the children of Levi, four thousand and six hundred. And Jehoiada was the leader of the Aaronites, and with him were three thousand and seven hundred. And Zadok, a young man mighty of valor, and of his father's house, twenty and two captains. And of the children of Benjamin, the kindred of Saul, three thousand. For hitherto the greatest part of them had kept the ward of the house of Saul. And of the children of Ephraim, twenty thousand and eight hundred, mighty men of valor, famous throughout the house of their fathers. And of the half-tribe of Manasseh, eighteen thousand, which were expressed by name to come and make David king. And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do, the heads of them were two hundred, and all their brethren were at their commandment. Of Zebulun, such as went forth to battle, expert in war, with all instruments of war, fifty thousand, which could keep rank, they were not of double heart. And of Naphtali, a thousand captains, and with them with shield and spear, thirty and seven thousand. And of the Danites, expert in war, twenty and eight thousand and six hundred. And of Asher, such as went forth to battle, expert in war, forty thousand. And on the other side of Jordan, of the Reubenites and the Gadites, and of the half tribe of Manasseh, with all manner of instruments of war for the battle, an hundred and twenty thousand. All these men of war that could keep rank came with a perfect heart to Hebron to make David king over all Israel, and all the rest also of Israel were of one heart to make David king. And there they were with David three days, eating and drinking, for their brethren had prepared for them. Moreover, they that were nigh them, even unto Issachar and Zebulun and Naphtali, brought bread on asses and on camels and on mules and on oxen, and meat. Meal, cakes of figs, and bunches of raisins, and wine, and oil, and oxen, and sheep abundantly, for there was joy in Israel. It's currently seventeen minutes past the hour. And it's time for us to do this. You got a minute? Well, if you got a minute, then you've got time for 60 seconds with the pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 26 and 27 says, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. We too must train to run this race, eating the word of the Lord, abstaining from the devil's junk food, and don't just go through the motions like shadow boxing, beating the air. It may look impressive, but it doesn't give you the win. Many today are nothing more than Pentecostal shadow boxers. They perform for the crowd, never connect a punch to win the victory. They only beat the air. 
Are you just beating the air or are you landing punches of victory? Time is it? I tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC trivia question of the day. CAC trivia question of the day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps radio and television broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY FM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the list live link Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW. That's WQCW-TV. You can also watch us at 2 p.m. on Sundays on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, today's trivia question what is the other name by which Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, was known? What is the other name by which Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, was known? Well, we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. And speaking of results, we do have the results of yesterday's trivia question, which was this. Well, yesterday, well, I guess this would have been Friday's trivia question because today is Monday. So uh, it was what region, the dwelling place of Ruth, was named after a son of Lot? And out of those that participated, well, it looks like 50% of you got it correct. Well, 50% of you got it correct with the correct answer. That would have been Moab, found in Ruth chapter 1, verse 1 through 14, and Genesis 19 and 37. So 50% of you got it correct. We'll give you a hand clap because, after all, we're glad you participated. And uh, you can get today's correct. All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. And we'll have the results on tomorrow's broadcast. What is the other name by which Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, was known? Well, we hope that you will participate. And we'll see how many of you get it right tomorrow. 50% today. Let's try for 100% tomorrow. Well, let's see what else we got going on here. We can squeeze in. Well, we can squeeze in. I guess we can get this in. It's the Commonwealth Minute. It just takes a minute. And uh, Executive Director Richard Nelson. So let's see if we can't bring up the Commonwealth Minute. And here it is uh, by the Commonwealth Policy Center. And Kentucky House Republicans propose a budget. Let's see what's going on with the budget here in Kentucky. 
Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. Kentucky House Republicans recently proposed a $125 billion budget to fund Kentucky for the next two years. The budget includes more funding for public schools, infrastructure, substance abuse prevention, and many other projects. State Representative Jason Petrie of Elkton, who led the budget process, described it as a reasonable alternative to earlier budgets which prioritized political rewards and punishments over sound decision-making. Petrie said that for far too long, Kentucky's state budget was guided by what was politically beneficial, and that we know that a robust fiscally conservative budget is imperative to ensure long-term economic stability and prosperity for the people of Kentucky. Now, Petrie's right. Despite controlling both state house and senates by supermajorities, Kentucky Republicans have fortunately put the common good above political payback. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC4Kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. raised a degree outside yeah it's raised a degree outside and that means that uh, it is now 13 degrees but it's going to be 45 so hang in there the temperature's on the rise that's right it is on the rise so uh going to be actually 47 degrees today so just hang in there it's going to get a little warmer and the real field temperature is going to feel like it's 49. So, yeah, we'll take that in January. And then 55 tomorrow and 64 on Wednesday. Let's see, sneak peek at Thursday, 65. And then it goes back down into the 50s. And then the 47 range with a little snow late in the day on Sunday. That's right. Yeah. I know. Gotta take it as it comes, though. Right? (laughs) Well, we're glad that you've joined us today. Coming up in just about five minutes, we'll be taking our break, and we'll be doing a little something that we always do, which is our teaching session. And we put it on the archive so people can watch it on their own time frame. Not everybody gets the honor or pleasure or privilege of watching it live as it's happening. So we put it on there and record it so they can watch it at a later time. I don't know if you know or not, but you can uh, watch us on YouTube now. That's right. We are on YouTube, and that is Cornerstone Apostolic Church uh, YouTube channel. And uh, just do a search for it. You'll find us. And um, we uh, are on YouTube uh, live, and then the recordings stay on YouTube so you can watch uh, our regular services, our uh, special services, and every CAC daily iCast. Every now and then, uh, one doesn't record just due to some glitch in YouTube, but uh, nevertheless, most of them are there, and you can watch them over and over again so we're on youtube and also uh, we are on twitter and we're on facebook we're on all sorts of things i need to probably update my little list here uh, that uh, talks about our facebook and twitter accounts and throw our youtube channel 
in there. So maybe I can do that. Let's see if I can find that uh, right quick. And uh, that would be, um, let me see if I can find that. It'll be Cornerstone Apostolic Church is what you would have to type in and do a search for. And it should come up with our live stream. So, yeah, we uh, we got all sorts of stuff going on here. And uh, we want you to be a part of it. So we try to get you every way we can connected with us here at CAC Daily iCast. And like I say, I probably need to put our YouTube channel in there so people can watch it. All right, let's see what else we can get into that we haven't done in a while. And, of course, um, sometimes uh, when we start talking about things we used to do and uh, we're trying to do some new stuff this year, in fact, I'm going to uh, start doing some interviews uh, with some people. I'm going to start um, maybe having some guests uh, that will... Uh, be in the studio to talk to us and maybe just have a little bit of mix up of some stuff like that. Maybe even a guest host every now and then when I have to be gone. Who knows what we'll have lined up for you coming up this year. But we want you to be uh, excited and tell your family, tell your friends and all that you can reach to watch us right here on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, our website, wherever they can get a hold of us at. We're even on Roku. That's right. Yeah. If you've got a smart TV that's got Roku, you can find us right there on Roku. Just do a search for Cornerstone Apostolic Church. You'll find us. And uh, since we are coming up to the um, bottom of the hour and time to take our little break, Let's just go ahead and do that because, after all, I want to make sure that uh, we uh, take our break, clear up the lag, record these, put them on the archives, and people can watch them on their own time frame. Don't touch that anything. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. To a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to Mountaintop Media. 
CACDaily.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I. Our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic. And Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast. The Phelps campus at CAC Phelps. The Pikeville campus at Pike UPC. And you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily Icast. Just a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century style. We certainly appreciate you joining us today, and we hope that you enjoy the study as we're studying our way through uh, the Word of God. And uh, we are now in Revelation. We're going to be picking up in Revelation chapter 18. And as we uh, begin our study through uh, chapter 18, we're going to begin with verse number one, starting a new chapter, looking at Babylon, looking at the destruction that is um, happening and going to happen to it, uh, the announcement of this destruction. Most scholars say it's um, something when it says is fallen, is fallen, is uh, talking about a double destruction, uh, double under her double, uh, dual destruction, if you will. And uh, so we'll kind of jump into that and kind of give you some uh, other commentaries, ideas. But uh, we just want to study it line upon line and precept upon precept. Revelation's full of a lot of symbolism, and uh, we want to make sure that we uh, stick to the Word as we discuss this. And so uh, let's begin with verse number one. And we will start uh, reading in Revelation chapter 18, verse number 1, as we uh, start to broadcast this morning. After and after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen and is become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her and the merchants of the earth have waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye may, uh, ye may be not, ye may be not partakers of her sins. And, and I think that, that that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you and double unto her double according to her works. 
in the cup which she hath filled, filled to her double. And I want to stop right there because I want us to kind of uh, back up and, and kind of work our way down through these verses. And uh, that was uh, verse number six that we stopped at. But we're going to back up to verse number one, and we just want the Lord to lead us and guide us and help us to understand uh, this chapter and what is happening and going to happen in, I feel, the very near future. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we come before your presence. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us today as we study your word, that we will take what we read, we will understand it, be able to expound it fully, and we'll all leave here with more knowledge than we came. Lord, I pray that you would help us to speak it line upon line and precept upon precept, and we're going to give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, um, you know, looking at this particular um, portion of Scripture, it says, after these things, which means it's after some things that John has already seen, after some things that had already happened. So now, here's what's coming next. I saw another angel come down from heaven having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. Now, when we look at this, this announcement, uh, you know, of Babylon's destruction is coming, uh, and and there's nothing that's going to change the outcome. Uh, I know people that are praying, oh, pray that our world gets better and that we have a better world for our children and all of these things, but actually uh, the Bible has done settled what is coming and what is going to happen, and nothing can alter that. So that's why we must be ready. That's why we got to be ready. So when the Lord comes back, we can go back with him. Um, looking at this particular uh, portion of Scripture, uh, the earth was lightened with his glory. Now, it's said that it was an angel, and it was an angel who uh, cried with a uh, mighty voice, and it was an angel who had great power. Um, some scholars are saying that this is Jesus Christ, but, um, uh, you know, we have seen that the messengers uh, that have been giving judgment and have been bringing uh, all of the announcements have been angels. Angels have been bringing these uh, these announcements. And so I guess they're talking about where he has great power and the earth was lightened with his glory. Um, and that's where they kind of get and lean toward uh, that being Jesus. But um, with this, I want to uh, just kind of uh, look at this in in the realm of which it is written, in the uh, understanding of how it is written. John is seeing things unfold. He's seeing destruction. He's seeing pronouncing of destruction. He's seeing that everything in this world seems to be crumbling and decaying and being destroyed. And he's writing all of this 
for us to read to know what's coming. Again, revelation is a revelation of Jesus Christ. That means it's the revealing of his power, his might, and his victory, and uh, his people will be victorious with him. But it also tells us of future events. So uh, here we are in chapter 18. I just want to read something to you that maybe you can uh, kind of put together. Uh, Chapter 18 of Revelation includes four voices, the voice of condemnation, the voice of separation, and the voice of lamentation. That's the third one. And the fourth one is the voice of celebration. So I want to uh, just talk a little bit about that. The first voice that uh, we could look at and kind of dissect here today is the announcement of Babylon's destruction. It was announced earlier in, uh, in chapter 14 and verse number 8. It's foreshadowed by destruction of ancient Babylon, prophesied in Jeremiah chapter 51 and 52. Now, when we had uh, mentioned earlier, uh, is fallen, is fallen, that is a double, indicates double destruction. Um, That is something that we can look at and say, well, was it a double uh, portion of destruction? Was it something that was double of what it would have been? Or is it destruction followed by destruction? Uh, That's usually the conversation that goes on when you discuss is fallen, is fallen. But uh, looking at, at verse number two, we see that um, this also uh, begins to let us know uh, about some birds uh, being uh, unleashed. Now, I feel that these are uh, symbolic, and, uh, and the reason I feel that is because um, when you look at that, um, you begin to see, if you go back to Matthew chapter 13, verse 31 and 32, uh, birds also uh, have been a symbol or type and shadow, if you will, uh, in Matthew of Satan. So now, looking at these birds, notice, notice what it says. It says, not only is you know, this place, uh, Babylon, become the habitation of devils. You know, that, that within itself is something to point out. It's become the habitation of devils. That's where the devils are just having free reign and, and living and, and uh, doing their evil. And so the devils have, uh, have habitation in Babylon and the hold of every foul spirit. Babylon has been uh, gripped uh, in bondage, if you will, influenced, and, uh, and uh, it's with every foul spirit says, that people says, oh, that's a, that's a Sodom and Gomorrah. That's a habitation where all evil is. But this is going to be worse than any. This is going to be uh, more than what you may label a city or a town or something that is just evil and has evil going on. 
this is going to be a habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit. Notice what it says, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Now, this is representing uh, evil, uh, evil spirits. Uh, this is representing uh, Satan. This is representing his influence, uh, what he controls, what he influences, uh, what a grip he had on Babylon that it became a habitation of devils. Don't ever let the devil get a grip on you, your home, your children, your family. Don't ever let the devil get a grip on your family because he will make it a habitation of devils, a habitation of evil. If the devil could get every one of us right now, he would bring us all into bondage and do just what he did with Babylon make our city a habitation of devils. Oh, I'm glad that the Lord has a church that's full of the Holy Ghost. I'm glad that the church of the living God is still moving through the land. I'm glad that we have not found ourselves in a place of being gripped by evil because even though evil is around us and evil is, is in our world today, the church is still here and we're shining bright and we are going to keep evil pushed back, pushing back the darkness, as the song says. We're going to be pushing that back. But in this time, in Revelation, Babylon is not going to have anybody to push back because it became a city of evil. It became a city of devils. It became a city where the hold of every foul spirit had gripped that city. You know, you think about our world today and where you live and I live, we all know evil things, maybe even evil people that do things in the town or city we live. We understand, you know, evil is going to uh, become worse. Um you know, iniquity is going to abound, and we know that that's all written, and it's going to come to pass. But what we are experiencing right now is not even comparable to what is going to happen to that city Babylon. That that uh, that if you want to say it's a city, I, I know that uh, you know Saddam Hussein uh, when he was alive, he. He tried to talk about rebuilding Babylon and, and all of these things, but the Lord has done said Babylon will not be rebuilt and it will be destroyed and, and stay destroyed. But here we're seeing the word Babylon again, so we're, we're realizing it's not necessarily a city, but a system, a system. Uh, this system, this, uh, this um, uh, influence, has become a habitation of devils. Uh, every foul spirit is, uh, you know, influential in it. And every, um, every unclean and hateful bird. Now, uh, you know, we, we read in the Old Testament of unclean 
animals, unclean birds that could not be used in giving an offering unto the Lord. And we understand that part. But I, I don't think these are natural birds. I think these are symbolic. And I think it's just symbolic of all the evil that's unleashed. I think it's uh, symbolic of, of um, all the bondage, the bondage and the evil that's going to take place at that particular place. Remember, we talked about uh, the uh, particulars of, um, of, of Babylon having a religious system, uh, economical system, and also having a military system. So it, it's, it's kind of a, a dome of power, if you will, a, um, a gathering of, uh, of all the evil influences that are driving uh, the systems of the world at this time. And, you know, I heard something. I mentioned this on Friday. We was talking about we heard politicians in the past talk about uh, one world government, a new world order. Well, those words are popping up again. And uh, there's this meeting that takes place when all the rich folks, influential folks gather together and they uh, go to this resort and they talk about what they want to do, what they want to accomplish and all of these things. And that's where it came back up about a new world order. And uh, when words like that are being thrown out, it's something that should make your ears perk up because uh, when you start looking at a one-world government, a one-world influence, a one-world uh, religion, and, and you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be, oh, well, it's going to be uh, this particular religion that's going to be influencing the whole world at that time. We can look at religion as simply what is being worshipped, the worship of, of evil, the worship of of ungodliness, and and you can look at it in that sense. That kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Instead of saying, well, you know, uh, the first church of Babylon is going to be ruling the world, um, I would think it would be more influence uh, that people begin to bow to, begin to submit to. Because after all, what are we supposed to do in our beliefs? We're supposed to bow to Jesus Christ. We're supposed to confess he is Lord of Lords, King of Kings. He's Savior. He's God. He's, he's Alpha Omega. We can go right down the line. He's everything. Well, this system is going to be everything to some people. In fact, the Bible says the people of the world. They have become drunk uh, on uh, fornication. Uh, I was just talking to my wife just the other day and was talking to her how that uh, fornication is accepted in our day. Sin is accepted in our day. It's almost as if it's it's something that nobody condemns, nobody says it's wrong, it's just accepted. But we got to remember that not only is natural fornication wrong, but now this spiritual fornication that Babylon, uh, you know, mystery Babylon, 
uh, is going to have is going to be something that lures people in. It causes them to be drunk uh, as if they were drunk, not staggering around actually intoxicated with uh, alcohol. They'll be intoxicated with evil, intoxicated with sin. They'll be intoxicated with the things that that is being portrayed and pushed by this one-world government, one-world religion, one-world economic system. And people will just be, oh, this is the greatest thing. This is what we need to do. We need to follow that. We need to submit to that. And then the world is going to wake up too late. So I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting. I, w- I want to just kind of read you a, a, a commentary here um, that uh, we find in, um, this will be Matthew Henry's commentary. And it talks about the downfall and destruction of mystical Babylon uh, determined, uh, count, determined by the counsel of God. Uh, this Another angel comes from heaven. Uh, of course, Matthew Henry's leaning toward it to be Christ coming to destroy his enemies, uh, to shed abroad the light of his gospel through the nations, which uh, he feels is that where it uh, lighted, you know, and brought light. Um, but the wickedness of Babylon is so great that um, she starts uh, her wealth, her luxury, uh, sparks their interest, draws them, pulls at them by the sins and follies of mankind. It seems that they are just blinded, if you will, and mesmerized by what's going on with that spiritual draw. This is why... You need the Holy Ghost. This is why you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost and be faithful in spirit, walk in spirit, and and trust the Lord and love the Lord and be faithful unto him and continually serve him is because if we're not careful, evil spirits can deceive people by drawing them into sin. Now, I don't like to say uh, numbers, you know, uh, oh, you know, all these people's just worried about numbers in our world today are looking in the wrong direction. If you're looking for souls to be saved, that's one thing. If you're looking to say, oh, we run, you know, uh, 500 people, then I feel that's wrong, that you, you are proud about that and you, you, uh, you gloat about that. Um, and this is what this uh, system is going to be. It's going to be so popular, uh, the Babylonian system, if you will. It's going to be so popular. It's going to draw people in. Oh, we don't have to live anything. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to come out of anything. Those Christians that keep telling us we got to, uh, you know, uh, submit to Jesus and and not commit spiritual fornication and all the they don't know what they're talking about. This new system, this new religion. Oh, it's just so great and so awesome that. We need to 
buy into that? You think that's something that can happen? Think about it. When you look at Jim Jones, he had followers. You look at David Koresh, he had followers. You look at Charles Manson, he had followers. But you look at Scientology, all of the elite, not all of the elite, but a, a lot of the elite in Hollywood are part of that, which starts bringing others in because others say, oh, I want to go to that church where that actor goes. I want to be a part of that church where, where that person goes to church. And the next thing you know, it's not about serving Jesus. It's about serving a system. It's about serving a, um, a um, spiritual um I don't know how to how to really explain it, but it, it, it's following the wrong spiritual influence. And if we're not careful, we will follow that path today. So that's why we have to serve Jesus. That's why we have to follow Jesus. Because Babylon, it's going to be full of spiritual wickedness, the follies of mankind. Uh, they're going to be wicked. They're going to live in wealth. They're going to have luxury. They're going to have all sorts of things that draw people to the idol worship, the fornication, spiritual fornication, spiritual adultery, and they will be drawn in. That's how powerful this end-time system is going to be going to have the power to draw now you might say well you know shouldn't the holy ghost filled church have power to draw absolutely we should but let me ask you a question how many people have you talked to lately that says i would come to your church i would come to church with you but i can't live like that i don't think you have to live like that what they're saying is, I want to find a place that's easy on me. I want to find a place that's easy on the flesh. Babylon's going to be easy on the flesh. The spiritual luxury and the spiritual draw and the spiritual fornication has no rules, regulations, or separation. So what happens? It becomes the draw. I want to go there. You don't have to do nothing. Oh, you, we, we become educated. You don't have to do those things anymore. That's back for Paul and Silas and, you know, the old church. I don't know if you realize it or not, but we're still part of the old church. The church that started in the upper room on the day of Pentecost, we are still part of it. Now, I want to I wanna stop right here. And this is uh, verse number two. Um, I will pick up in verse number three. Um, I, I was hoping we could get to verse number six, but uh, we will come to verse number three tomorrow and pick up and try to continue on because I think it's important that we take um, this uh, mystery Babylon and what is being projected here in Revelation and show you how the world is going to be drawn into fornication, adultery. This is all spiritual. 
Oh, it's going to be such a loose religion and such an enticing religion with, uh, you know, uh, wealth and influence and luxury and all these things. It's just going to keep drawing and drawing. And, and if you become part of it, you're part of the elite. But, oh, I want to be like Jesus. I want to serve Jesus. I don't want to be drawn by the wealth and luxury of our day into a system that is full of fornication, adultery, and all sin, where devils live, where foul spirits have the rule. I do not want to live in that. I want to live in a holy place with the Lord. Well, I want to stop right there, and we'll pick up, like I said, tomorrow. And I want us to go to the Lord in prayer, and I want us to pray for the Lord to help us to always follow him, keep our eyes on him. Don't allow our flesh to rule. That's why we fast and pray. That's why we put our flesh in subjection to the Spirit. Because if we let our flesh rule, it will take us down the wrong path. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for the study today. I pray, Lord, I've expounded your word fully. If I have misrepresented or misquoted your word in any way, forgive me, Lord, and help me to make it right. For my desire is to teach your word, line upon line and precept upon precept, so your people will know what is coming. Lord, I pray that you would help us as we study your word, that we will always give you honor and we'll always keep our eyes on you, serving you with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, um, when you study Revelation with all of its uh, symbolism, all the types and shadows and all of the mysteries, if you will, uh, you begin to see that there is a revealing of evil. And and that's really what we just need to know is, is that uh, we need to stay away from evil and not get caught up in uh, the evil of the day and the things of of uh, of what's coming upon this earth uh, popularity is a dangerous thing if you hear somebody say oh that church is so popular it's so great oh it's awesome nothing wrong with with wanting people to be a part of something that's exciting and spiritual and great but make sure it is of the lord you know, people say, well, uh, I voted for this politician. I know he stands for abortion, but I voted for him. Everything else, his other policies are good. I even had a per person tell me, oh, you're voting for uh, a president, not a pastor. Uh, and that was just giving leadway to accept ungodliness. We have to be careful because we're to avoid the very appearance of evil. We are to be careful that we don't put our seal of approval upon people, things, systems, if you will, that we know are not godly. So with all that said, 
we're going to come to a close. We do have our trivia question up and running. And, of course, uh, our trivia question for today is this. What is the other name by which Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, was known? What's the other name? Well, all you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. Everybody have a great day. Enjoy the rest of your day because we are On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the Congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the Spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.